0: Beer with Buffy is a retro-analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and its spin-off Angel. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. A couple
1: hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover time you're an investigator more or less today because if you're your curse thingy you can't sleep with anyone I'm, a taint. I'm your boss or else
0: you might feel a moment of true happiness you got already into vixens and a brooding
1: part of life lose your soul except for the bulk of it when I was nearly tortured to death.
0: becoming both again
1: your demon hunter bro demon hunter Brood.
0: and kill everyone it's fucking fantastic I love that sound
1: thanks Cornelia. I always appreciate
0: Oh yeah. Welcome to Beer with... No, not Beer with Buffy. Holy shit, I haven't done that in a while. Welcome to Ale with Angel. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Today we are reviewing Season 1, Episode 18, 5x5. Five by five. 5 by 5 And let me tell you, sir, I have been waiting for this episode all season. Oh yes. It totally
1: makes it worth taking a twist-off cap off with a full-on bottle opener. Oh, yeah, it's way more satisfying to do that anyway. Yeah, which, by the way, did you get my message? Are you going to add bottle openers to the merchandise list? Because we need that. I'm working it out. Yeah, we need that because you need that, everybody. (laughs) You don't even know how much you need that. Until you've had a Beer with Buffy bottle
0: opener experience. We're hopefully in the very near future completely 100% revamping our entire merch store for the podcast. We decided to go full
1: hipster. Full hipster. Completely locally grown and
0: farmed. (laughs) I don't know about locally grown, but locally produced... As in our hometown and surrounding Southwest Michigan, locally produced merch. We're aiming for a wider variety of merch.
1: We found it was going to be way easier to just genetically engineer real live t-shirts and then murder them and shear them and sell those. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Than to just, you know, produce it from... Synthetic fibers or even natural fibers such as cotton.
0: Yeah. Properly farmed t shirts. <laughs> we made sure that they screamed a lot during the process. And as of this recording, we have still no new iTunes reviews. Nobody Zero. wants a t shirt. None. Yet. You never call, you never write. <laughs> we don't have
1: any. Voicemails either. Yeah, no voicemails. Maybe it's because I'm doing the stereotypical <laughs> Jewish accent. Hi. Hey,
0: it's always your fault. Am Josh. I pissing
1: off the Jews? I'm sorry, I really am. You really should say the whole word. Am the I Jewish?
0: The Jewish. The Jewish people. People. The people yeah. of Judaism. Is that? It- <laughs> You're not allowed to... Most Jewish people I know don't particularly like it when you use the shortened version. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't know that.
1: I, I hear it on TV so much, it just seemed like it was acceptable.
0: It's not necessarily slanderish. It's not got a great connotation, I can right. see that. Right, exactly, sure. exactly. All right, well, sorry about that. Hope nobody took offense to that. Let's get into it. We, we have a lot of episode here. A lot of ground to cover, probably. So first, we need some executive producers. Ah, oh, fuck. Let me get right on top of that. Hey. You hear that, executive producers? He's going to get right on top of you. <laughs> Unless
1: you're not into that. In which case, I'll just stay on the other side of the room and not make eye contact.
0: <laughs> so, our executive
1: producers, in no particular order except... Whatever Patreon decides. Top to bottom. <laughs> we have Holly Halfman, Scarlett Choi, Janella Lindauer, Simo Pinti. Meredith McCaslin, Rose Clark, C in quotes heaps, Andy Burgess, Kefro Father De Finistrado, Meowry Shelley.
0: <laughs> this is getting great, guys.
1: Don't stop. <laughs> Kelly McAdams, Shuby Pathic, Jesse Rain, and Carrie Phillips. Holy shit. Yes, I want to make it a thing where you all change your names <laughs> every week to try and trip me up. Please do that. That's fantastic. I love it. Oh, this is just, I didn't think this part could get fun. I thought it would get (laughs) redundant and we were going to have to cut it. But here we go. Oh, let's see. What's next on the agenda? Um, Josh is going to grab a wine glass. Oh. And then daddy's going to get just a wee bit drunk. (laughs) And then you're going to tell me what's next on the agenda. Okay. Josh is ready. Also, I'm ready. (laughs) I see what you did there Oh, yeah I had a great interaction one time First time I ever drank a bottle of Josh Specifically A friend of mine had invited me over She wasn't expecting me to buy a $20 bottle of wine She was expecting me to buy a $6 bottle of wine But it was great I was like, look, I got a big old bottle of me Yes, I've been making this joke for years (laughs) And uh, Luckily, you like the wine. I learned I love the wine, and luckily, I learned lots of terms about wine that evening because she's apparently way classier than I am,
0: and (laughs) like (laughs) apparently, (laughs)
1: that's not hard. It's not a high bar, I know. (laughs) But it's called legs when you like tip the wine, or after you take a sip, the length of time that it sticks to the side of the glass. That part that's sticking to the glass, that's called the wine's legs. So that's interesting. She was making all sorts of puns about, oh, he's got a really good mouth feel. <laughs> you feel great in my mouth, Josh, and you've got <laughs> lovely legs. And I was like, oh my. I may have taken it the wrong way. Turns out she's not interested in me that way. Um, and you know that's okay. Yeah, it never would have worked out.
0: Okay, time for a parental synopsis. We got to get this show going. We got a lot of show to carry. All right, to right, cover.
1: right, right, Joshua. What are you
0: doing, Joshua? Don't mind me,
1: just on an angsty, suicidal rampage. That is very irresponsible, Joshua. How are you going to make any money that way? (laughs) Oh, it's okay. Lots of people pay good money for a solid hitman. And you think you're a solid hitman? You couldn't even eat that poor woman in the alleyway. I told you never to bring that up again. (laughs) Well, I'm not actually here. I'm just part of your imagination. You know, like Dexter's dad. Damn it, don't make me take responsibility for things that are actually my fault. I hate failure when there's no one else to blame it on.
0: That
1: sounds like a you problem. I'll give you a you problem. Blah! Blah!
0: God, a you problem.
1: Was that a sheep joke? No, it's a fucking goat joke, you asshole dad <laughs> wait wait what, was there a goat in this episode of angel no there wasn't because today on angel <laughs> faith shows up and wolfram and heart wait ram there was a ram <laughs> wolfram and heart hire faith to kill angel she kidnaps wesley wrecks cordelia's day and they have themselves a nice, wet, and broody alleyway showdown. Then they hug it out. It's a ton of fun. Meanwhile, we get some more of Angel's old timey backstory, showing us the moment in time just before and just after he gets <sighs> his soul, and showing us some of his existential struggle and disapproval from Darla, the end. <laughs> you problem? La! <laughs> ah!
0: ah! Go (laughs) (laughs) punch! Worth it (laughs) Oh I fucking love that shit I'm a bad
1: person (laughs) I'm the real evil one
0: That's the funniest
1: thing you've done all week
0: Evil Ladies
1: Gentlemen Spiny-headed looking creatures Soon as the sun goes down Now, before we get started, I want to make a quick addendum to episode 116 while it's fresh on my mind because that's the last one we released. And that was The Ring. Yeah. Where Angel gets sold into fighting slavery, fight club slavery. We We had an addendum? I have a small addendum that I wanted to make.
0: Okay. Make your addendum.
1: Before it's 100% irrelevant, and I'm just going to get this out of the way real quick. There was one thing that happened in that episode that was slightly more relevant than absolutely nothing, because we were like, oh, absolutely nothing happened in this episode. And I kind of a little bit disagree with that now. And I just wanted to set this straight for the record. Slightly more happened than meeting Lila. And it was just the uh, the little bit of buddy cop team building exercises that they did with Cordelia and Wesley I thought was notable. Even though it kind of felt like they were just creating a problem at the beginning of the episode with the two of them fighting just for the sake of giving them something to solve and work out. Be like, here, maybe these two have to do teamwork in order to get Angel back because we haven't really had much Cordelia-Wesley interaction outside of some bickering. So okay. I thought that did add just a little bit of character development to their relationship.
0: Okay, yeah. Other than that,
1: bullshit, purely bullshit episode. <laughs> All
0: right, moving on to the first good episode we've had in a long oh, time. good is an understatement. Um, we open on L.A. under an underpass. An actual cold open. Or, sorry, we open under an overpass. Under an overpass.
1: Yes. It happens. As opposed to if over w- an underpass. If it were over an underpass, we'd be in a helicopter, and that'd be weird. Well,
0: or there's, just- there's underpasses in Chicago. Oh, good
1: point. Yeah, that, that could happen. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, there's this Mexican gangster dude about to get his shit
0: waffle kicked in. Yeah, I- he he walks up to this group of... You think they're people at first, but they're not people. They're demons. No. And they dismembered and incinerated his buddies.
1: Yeah. So they're demon hobos. They're sitting around one of those barrel fires on some old couches that almost definitely have bedbugs.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah.
1: And I loved what they did here. One of the dudes in hoodies starts to stand up. And there's some confusion with your eyeballs about what's going on with the hand situation. Cause you see a gun, but then there's like two sets of arms and you see suddenly that he's holding a dismembered arm that is holding a gun Yeah. and sticks it in the burn barrel. I just want to say, don't put bullets in a fire. Yeah. Something tells me bullets wouldn't have hurt these guys too badly. Right. But, but don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't
0: do it at home, kids. Don't do it. So, yeah, they're demons. He immediately runs away. And then we get a drive by denogonization. We do, in fact. Angel and Robin, or I
1: mean Wesley, <laughs> just happen to be there to save the day with the Angel Mobile. And Angel's got himself a nice big old broadsword. Yeah. And he does some head chopping. Just enough head chopping, indeed. Angel is nothing if not an equal opportunity lifesaver. Right. Not just white people and damsels in distress here. He's getting his goddamn diversity quota in for the week. <laughs> Andy gives the guy a ride. Yeah. Then we cut to a bus station. Where
0: some more shit waffles get kicked yeah. in. Yeah. Enter Faith. Lots of shit waffles. She comes off the bus. and They fucking try to play it off like we don't already know who the fuck it is. Like, come on, you, you named your episode five by five. Obviously, it has faith in it. I mean, I didn't get that feeling. I felt like this
1: epis, like this complete episode depended on us knowing exactly the
0: backstory of every character. Well, right. But they because we see her get off the bus. We don't see her face. Mm-hmm. And then for a long while, they sh- they show us without showing her face. And then she like steps out of the shadows towards the dude, the creepo dude. And we see that it's faith. So, like, they tried to play it up a little bit, but it's like, come on. Obviously, it's Faith. Who else would it be?
1: Well, okay. I'll take your word for it. I was just waiting for it. I was just like, oh, this fucking guy. Oh, this fucking fucking Hassler who's pretending he might be protecting her from Hasslers like him.
0: He immediately starts chatting her up and trying to be all smooth and shit and like, this is a dangerous place to be. You must not have any money or any place to stay. And irony coming in three. Two, one. One. She kicks his ass. I'm
1: cold. (laughs) Well, I I got warm for you right here. What what did he say? I got a solution to your problem right here. And he actually starts doing something vaguely gentlemanly, you know, if he wasn't a huge creep otherwise. starts to give her his coat, and she seizes the goddamn day. Carpe
0: (laughs) diem.
1: (laughs) The second he's got his arms immobilized with his coat halfway off, Bam.
0: Yeah. Right in the diaphragm. And you know, Faith does a lot of, like, bad things throughout her entire run in this series. This ain't one of That's them. That's not one of them. <laughs> no, he had it fucking coming. Yeah. and I creep-ass mean, creep-ass bastard. He only needed one
1: shot to take him down, but she took about <laughs> five or six just for funsies. Yeah, she got a bit
0: overzealous. It happens. Overzealous. I mean, she was just restless. Yeah. She probably had to pee or something. Oh, and she hasn't kicked anyone's ass in a bit. I mean, it's a decent bus ride. She'd
1: been on a bus for at least, you know, a couple hours.
0: Yeah. But yeah,
1: a nice two-word little ass-kicking here. And now she just owns everything of his, including the coat off his back. It's like they took a shortcut to getting married and went straight on to divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Except she got all his money. All of it. (laughs) And his apartment. (laughs) Only thing I don't get here is... She's like, and I've got a place to stay. And I'm like, what? You're going to stay at his place? That doesn't seem like a good idea. I mean, I guess she can handle him if he comes around. That's probably not an issue. Well...
0: the Slayer kicked his ass. He's just going to the hospital for a good while. Yeah, and we find like, that out later. It makes sense later. But at the it, time, I'm like... She knows ah. what she's doing. She knows when she kicks someone's ass, like, how long his hospital stay is probably going to be. <laughs> how long it's
1: going to take him to get back up. Like, at least a week, probably a month. Yeah. So. She's got a place <laughs> secured to stay. The other thing I didn't really buy was she was slightly winded after kicking his ass. I don't buy it for a second. No. She's far too toit for that. Yeah. Anyway, now she's all like little fucking orphan Annie. She's like, I think I'm gonna like it here. Probably get sued for
0: that. I don't care. (laughs) Counts as a cover. (laughs) Yeah. Opening credits. Anyway, opening sequence. And Romania, 1898.
1: Old timey time. Borsa, Romania. Because that helps
0: me know the difference. Well, Romania. Yeah, somewhere in Romania. That's where the Romani people live. The the gypsy curse. I'm just saying I couldn't point to Romania
1: on a map, let alone Porza Romania. What's her name? Darla walks in and she's
0: got a gift. Spoiler, it's yeah. not a fireplace. Angelus and Darla being all sorts of a cute vampire evil couple. Darla gifts Angelus with a gypsy girl. A gypsy. And gosh, he just goes straight for the femoral artery. I queued up the sound clip because I want you to hear this. I have to fucking play the sound, the the fully that they added in for when he bites her leg. Because it's just a fucking motorcycle revving. Is that supposed to be him growling? Yes. Wow. It sounds like a motorcycle, doesn't it? It does. That fucking cracked me up. That's neat. That's just kind of shitty sound production there like like come on try a little harder get a dog growling or something so he chainsaws into her femoral artery
1: <laughs> but only if Dexter's wife gets to watch yeah uh, no small no small irony here that that's how Dexter's wife died. You're right. <laughs> That's
0: interesting. Yeah, which I, I don't mean, know. It's com- I'm sure it's pure coincidence.
1: Yeah, but- I'm sure we've mentioned this before. Darla is played by the same actress that plays Dexter's wife. Woman's got
0: a great range. Yeah. Honestly.
1: I mean, never mind that she's completely dropped all pretense of
0: having an Irish accent oh, God, at this yeah. point. Well, to be fair, she's probably not Irish. Well, Duh. Neither's Angel. He still tries. No, like Darla the character. Like not... Yeah, the actress oh, is Irish, but sure. Darla the character, she's probably not Irish. And they're in Romania at this yeah. point. So they don't need to pretend to be Irish anymore. Exactly. Back to the now times.
1: In Angel's office office.
0: Yes, the office office. He tosses Marquez into the chair and he's going to give him the what for? The white, the very,
1: very white knight of <laughs> Los Angeles is hard at work. Completely nullifying all that diversity quota by immediately roughing up the first official victim of color that I think we've ever seen on this show. Right. Because he won't testify or some shit. And boy, yeah. is that vague. They yeah. never unvagify this point here, it only gets more vague.
0: I mean, it kind of gets less vague. There's
1: some like- sort of court case going on that they care about for some reason
0: that this guy needs to testify for. Well, in the. In the scene right after this, they go back they go into the not office office, but the outer office. Yep. Where Cordy and Wesley are sitting there and Cordy's going on and on about uh that much body art, he's not gonna help. I didn't see that much tattoos on him. No, he had a good a good number of tattoos. Okay, the only one I
1: noticed was his teardrop tattoo, which means he's killed before.
0: Yeah, and he has some tattoos on his neck. And I saw some on his hands. And it
1: was specifically on his left side, and that is what that means. Like, on the right side means you lost a family member.
0: Oh, I did not know that. I looked it up. Oh, cool. Yeah. But yeah, she's a little... uh Coarse? Hold This is about as close to racist as as the writing got for this character. Because, like, she doesn't say because he's Mexican, but she basically says that. It's not necessarily because he's Mexican but because he's
1: gang trash. Yeah. is where they're going with it.
0: But yeah, Wesley still has some hope that all people deep down are good because they have a soul. Yeah, Wesley tries
1: to reel it back in which almost saves the moment from sounding extraordinarily racist but not yeah. really. But it's still just two white people arguing over some somebody that they basically consider morally depraved Regardless of him having a soul and somewhere deep down yeah. having a f- sense of right and wrong. Ugh. And this <laughs> victim of institutionalized racism and poverty, who's clearly comparable to a demon otherwise, though. With the slight exception of his technical possession of a soul. Yeah. Still, granted, we do know that he is a murderer of some sort. Maybe it was self-defense, but I'm not going to go get in a teardrop tattoo the, if I
0: have to kill in self-defense. But the simple truth in reality that gangs are a social problem. Yeah. They are not a they're, crime problem. They are a social economic problem. They're a symptom. They're a different sort of symptom for the same problem that causes homelessness for fuck's sake. Exactly. Exactly. It's the, the poverty aspect. Exactly. Institutionalized racism. Yes, 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 yes. So we cut back into the office office as Marquez tries to leave and Angel grabs a hold of him again and drags him back into the office office and throws him back in the chair. And he's like, oh, you have to face your demons sometimes.
1: Yeah. What if I don't want to face my demons? Then you'll have to face mine. That's one of my yeah. quotes of the day. I like that just because it's a cheesy ass, stupid line. <laughs> it
0: is a cheesy ass, stupid line. But David Boreanis pulls it off. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to find the guy that killed Tina, and I want to look him in the eye. Then what? Then I'm going to share my feelings.
1: Cut over to a club somewhere. Yeah, some sort of club. We don't know the name club somewhere
0: (laughs) (laughs) where they are playing a well-known remix of rob zombies living dead girl
1: oh neat yes (laughs) i like that yeah the song that kept going through my head was girls just wanna have fun (laughs) girls just wanna have
0: so do uh psychotic slayers
1: so they really want You know, sometimes you just got to mack on another girl's man, then punch her in the face, instigating a wonderful domino effect. Excuse
0: me. She elbowed her in the face. Okay. so Struck her in the face. Faith is literally dancing with everyone simultaneously on this dance floor. She's (laughs) dance-foo fighting the entire room. This dude deserves to be kicked in the balls because he's just like, oh, sweet. I know this isn't my girlfriend. This is great. His girlfriend's like, hey, that's my boyfriend. Faith is like, what? He seems like he likes it. And this asshole is just like, huh? Eh, okay. Yeah.
1: He's got the biggest, <laughs> stupidest grin on his face. And then he doesn't get mad until she elbows his
0: girlfriend in the face. Yeah. Right. Like, really? Like, that's when you fucking react? Come on, you are sleaze.
1: Yeah, there's a solution to this problem, and it's called polyamory. Okay?
0: (laughs) Sounds like toxic monogamy to me. He punches Faith. Faith is like, oh, good one! And then fucking punches him back, and that causes a domino effect where Faith doesn't miss a beat dancing but just every now and then throws a punch or a kick and the fight goes on around her yeah she takes a few
1: hits and she does not give a shit she's having a grand old time i need to go back and rewatch that scene because it was amazing very 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 cut over to
0: the court (laughs) (laughs) you can't do that with every location sure i can watch me (laughs) challenge accepted (laughs) fuck (laughs) you Wolfram and Hart are in court defending their defendant. We have lawyer Lindsay McDonald up at the fucking... The judge's desk yeah, thing. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, we're not we're not court people. The bench. They're up to the bench. That there sounds like go. a thing. They're at, they're at the bench. He's talking with the judge and the prosecuting lawyer about getting the case thrown out because the prosecution doesn't have a witness and my client is an upstanding citizen who had never heard a fly.
1: And the, the other guy, is it the defense, probably? He's like, well, if no, The other stop- guy's
0: prosecution. The and Hart is the defense. Defense.
1: Okay, the other prosecution lawyer is like, well, if they'd stop tampering with the witness, that is a serious alleg- allegation. Do you know who I am? <laughs> do you? No, seriously, I'm asking. I don't remember. <laughs> I have forgotten.
0: <laughs> they stole <laughs> my Where soul. Where do I
1: live? <laughs> 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 so, are you my mommy and then angel white knight storms through the door bringing in marquez a hush falls over the crowd
0: and there's a stare down deep longing lovingly stare down between angel and Lindsay.
1: oh yeah those two yeah mm. i'm shipping it's them a long hard moment. i didn't even know that i was shipping they, them until just they, this they, moment
0: they shared a moment <laughs> <laughs> but it's
1: broken when they call marquez to the stand to testify yeah. Which he
0: does. He does. Good job, Marquez. You faced your demons. Yeehaw. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> probably still get killed by Wolfram and Hart when Angel isn't around to save you. Yeah, Or whoever you're testifying against.
1: Yeah. Which is probably a client of Wolfram and Hart. Yeah. And also gangsters. Yeah. So he, it turns out he's more scared of Angel now than he is of
0: Wolfram and Hart. Well, Angel showed him his demons. Excellent. The man's got a very many demons. Now he's got at least three sets of demons. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Collect the whole set.
0: <laughs> Cut over to a Wolfram and Hart office. Lindsay's office, specifically. specifically. He's, he's talking on the phone to, I presume, a senior partner about the meddling problem that is Angel. Yeah. And Lee Mercer comes in. The guy who looks so squirrely and the actor looks a lot like the other actor who, who plays on Eureka that I can't remember the fucking character's name. Yeah, me either. but, but the I glasses.
1: Think, I think I know the one you're talking about.
0: Yeah, he, he has a fucking relationship with Claudia on Warehouse 13. Ooh, she's cute. Yeah. Lucky nerd. Yeah, Seriously, though. Lee has a fucking solution. Yeah.
1: Spoiler alert. It's Faith. You know, obviously the most popular and important part of this episode.
0: Yes. Because she's hot. And independent and strong or something. Oh, there there was one quote of the day I wrote down for this scene. Uh, as Lindsay's on the phone, he hangs up and he turns to Lee and he says, I hate failure when there's no one else to blame it on. <laughs> I had that one also. Spoken like a true narcissist. Exactly. <laughs> a true malignant narcissist.
1: <coughs> uh, excuse me. <clears throat> Yeah, you gotta gotta get that out of the system. Gotta get that frog out of my throat there. (laughs) I think I need to impeach that frog from my throat. (laughs) Cut to the hallway, still at Wolfram and Hart. Lee's talking to Lila, where we learn that Lee and Lila know of and are tracking Faith. Lila's gonna make the first contact with her, though, because fuck Lee.
0: Right in his stupid fucking face. They they really could have made this one scene and just had Lila walk into the office for some reason. Like, I think that would have she been better. She could have just walked in waving papers, been like, hey, I found a rogue slayer. We're going to use her. <laughs> right. Right. And it's, and it's, like We didn't need a second scene. It's
1: really all that this amounts to. Yeah. Uh, fuck you, Lee. You have no people skills. I don't think that's really a point against him. They didn't hire no. him to be good with people. They no, hired he's him a to, lawyer.
0: They hired him to fuck people. Yeah. But I like her line on the exit of the scene is, if you behave, I'll let you ride in a limo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember as a kid when limos were like, The coolest goddamn idea you've ever heard of? Kind of.
1: I I recall being enamored with limos, but also I won a contest when I was in elementary school where I got to ride in a limo to McDonald's. Oh, my God. When I was in like fourth or fifth grade or something. (laughs) And the local newspaper took a picture of us and my face was like right up in that uh, picture. So I got my picture in the paper for riding in a limousine as a child to McDonald's. Nice. Nice. Even as a child, I was like, that's a pretty lame place to take a limousine.
0: (laughs) But okay. You're a kid. Yeah. But it just just cracks me up. Limos aren't really all that great. They're an expensive fucking cab.
1: I'd rather drive myself. Yeah.
0: The way she delivers that line, it's like, if you behave... I will let you ride in a limo.
1: Yeah, because they're all employed there for good behavior. Right. (laughs) And then we get a dramatic heart murmur inducing cut to
0: Angel Investigations. Yes, where Cordy is on the phone with a potential client who wants to hire Angel for a divorce case. Of course, Cordelia is having none of this because (laughs) that is not their style. Well, we don't really do divorces. No, it's not about the money. Oh, it's about that much money. Hey, how soon can we meet? Can you blame her? <laughs> Living expenses are
1: not fucking cheap.
0: No, she lives in fucking L.A.
1: Girl's got bills to pay. Okay, <laughs> so Angel and Wesley are returning triumphant that their case thingy that they were worried about or something actually won. They won. Wee.
0: And still no more details. No. Whatever. Well, I I just presume they fucking put away the dumbass, evil fucking dude that Wolfram Hart was defending. Yeah. That's really, that's, that's all that matters. I don't
1: even really have any theories on, like, who these demons were and how they were wrapped up with and or against Marquez's gang.
0: I think they were just hired to fucking kill the witnesses.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You're right. I did think of that at some point. But I have no idea what
0: this case could possibly be about. And I don't think we're supposed to give a shit either. But the true gold of this entire scene is another quote of the day. There's a lot of quotes of the day in this episode. Yeah. Cordy's lying here. As they come in, they tell her that, you know, they testified and all that and they won the case. And she looks to Angel and she says, are you happy with the way things turned out? Then she says to Wesley, you can always tell when he's happy. His scowl is less scowly. <laughs> yes. Broody Angel is Broody pleased. <laughs> I just. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, not going to go. Happy. <laughs> you can
1: totally tell how happy I am right now. So not completely depressed at the moment, <laughs> which is the closest I'm allowed to get to happy. It's like he's on a happy diet. Right. <laughs> He can't go to McDonald's.
0: <laughs> no, no. Um, and God forbid the man gets a happy meal. They could <laughs> cast him as Grimace. <laughs> oh, God. I need a broody that meal. Just, sir, pretty- that's
1: not a thing we sell.
0: Well, <laughs> do you have anything that's not happy? <laughs> have you tried the happy meal? <laughs> If it helps, sir, our shake machine is broken. Have you seen how cheap these toys are?
1: (laughs) Also, we are all out of the Rainbow Dash My Little Pony
0: toys. No! You know Angel would be all about the fucking... (laughs) She's the most
1: androgynous pony. (laughs) Probably a lesbian, but she's still really cute.
0: Is she? I don't know anything about
1: My Little Pony. I, I just, <laughs> she's got a rainbow, man. She's the gay pride pony. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> Large purple. <Is> that- <laughs> Uh the the scene basically closes with Wesley saying, Hmm, I wonder how Wolfram and Hart are going to push back. This is important. Yes. Cut to outside a club or some shit. Where it shows us how Wolfram and Hart are gonna push back. Handy that. <laughs> but also Holy hell on a tricycle, we need to do an absolute full line by line breakdown of this scene. Yeah. Because Oh, ah! Man. Ah! I, you know, I watched it once, and I had a couple feelings in my pants, and I just ignored them. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, I just want to go back and get this one line. Wait a goddamn second. Wait just a goddamn second.
0: Okay. Cliff Notes version first. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Lila and Faith are walking away from what looks like a club area scene. Uh-huh. Whatever. Uh-huh. They're walking... They get out of a parking lot onto a sidewalk by a fence, and I don't know what the fuck Lila said to Faith to get Faith to walk this way. Mm -hmm. I don't know what their fucking arrangement was, Mm -hmm. but Lila just wants to talk. Yeah. And this is apparently some sort of surprise to Faith, and Faith is upset that Lila knows who she is, so that was not previously established. Correct. And then, hey, do you want to get in this limo and have a conversation?
1: Yeah, that's that's effectively Cliff Notes. There was a very interesting vibe. Yeah, so like- let's talk about that vibe. <laughs> Give me a like- second here. So Lila and Faith are walking away from the club under what seemed like double false pretenses. Yeah, Neither of them were particularly honest or open about where they're going, how they met, why they're talking in the first place. And I can't figure out which one of these women was trying to seduce which. But I think they were both only half faking that they were about <laughs> to go fuck
0: somewhere. All right. It's really hard for me to think of any fucking reason why they would be walking away the way they were. yep Without having introduced themselves on any way, shape or form. Yeah. She doesn't know Faith's like, name. Doesn't have a fake name. But the line, first line here is Faith. I guess we
1: could go somewhere and talk but I'm not much of a talker. I'm more of a doer. So first thing right out of the gate here, that's like number one. When you're with somebody you want to fuck, we could go somewhere and talk. Yeah, That's what you do with somebody you want (laughs) to fuck. You go talk to them a little bit until they're so horny from your talking that it's time to fuck. But she just wants to get straight down to brass tacks. Of what could only be presumably, from Lila's perspective here, fucking. <laughs> Turns out, no! <laughs> Lila's next line is, I think you might have misunderstood my intentions. And this is where Faith does her little 180, because she's like, no, I think you misunderstood mine. I like that watch. Diamonds, right? It's like, ha ha! I pulled the old, we were going to go fuck, but now I'm robbing you. I'm like, whoa! Mind blown! <laughs> yeah. There's so much subtext to this scene, and it's all lesbian (laughs) fucking hookup vibes. If I'm wrong, please, God, give us a call at 269-743-0783 and tell me how wrong I am. We have lesbian listeners, and I really want to know their opinion here. I I bet you can't. I bet you can't do it. Nobody here disagrees with me. Edgar,
0: what's your opinion? You don't have one because you're a cat. Excuse me. He has lots of opinions. (laughs) What a pussy. See what I did there? (laughs) No, like it definitely comes off that Faith's plan was to go hook up with her and then steal her shit.
1: I'm sorry, all cats are either lesbians or drag queens anyway, so it's fine.
0: I'm sorry, you were oh, we're talking about Angel Yes, again. What? It is very obvious that Faith's plan was to go hook up with her and then steal her shit. Like that's what her <laughs> plan was. She was going to get the best of both worlds. <laughs> the only moment that Faith was like, oh no, we're not gonna go hook up. Was the moment that she realized that wasn't what Lila's plan. Well, that was. That wasn't Lila's plan. Yeah. <laughs> and th- so the moment <laughs> that the moment she realized that that wasn't Lila's plan, she's like, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna have to uh, jump to the stealing shit we're, part.
1: <laughs> never, I'm just stealing your shit now. No, i so disappointing, but you know,
0: I got a fucking evening to fill. But Lila knows Faith's name, and Faith is like, how the fuck do you know who the hell I am? No, my question here
1: is, <laughs> how do you think Lila pitched this? Right, like... What conversation <laughs> happened leading into this? I really want to know! that would have
0: been a great double entendre <clears throat> opportunity. I Honestly, though, I think it's just better leaving it to our imagination. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Now I w- really wish I'd written
1: a possible scenario, but I'm just going to try and make one up where Lila says, Excuse me, you're cute. Want to fuck? Also, gosh, those are nice shoes. <laughs> I got a whole shoe store in my van outside. <laughs> what are you, size eight? Seven? <laughs> Six and a half. Wow, I think he can take me? Thanks B. Betsy free. Thanks B. Bancy. Thanks B.
0: Lila knows Faith's name. Faith is like, how the fuck do you know my name? And I don't like you knowing anything about me when I don't know anything about you. Yeah, not okay, man. (laughs) And then Lila's line is, green is my favorite color. I look good in diamonds. And I love riding in limousines as a limousine pulls up. And if she hadn't said those things, God... it looked like Lila
1: was about to get the licking that keeps on ticking. <laughs> if she kept up that nonsense right? of knowing things about her that she shouldn't know. Yeah. That's not okay. But
0: the the limo pulls up, the door opens up, and hey, look, she let Lee ride in the limo. <laughs> look at that. Exactly. He's probably just so happy. And <laughs> Exactly. You know,
1: it's funny. It's funny how these people look like they're so organized. He could have so easily not been there if he had not behaved himself and then how would the scene have gone down without lee i don't know i i don't know <laughs> nobody would have opened the door she would have had to have, she would have been pinned down by i presume the driver would have gotten out and opened the door yeah i suppose i don't know but she was pinned down by faith yeah. and she seems like a woman who's not easily intimidated but pin her against a fence in those leather pants,
0: and you can intimidate her all goddamn
1: day if you want to. That would intimidate the fuck out of me. <laughs> that would intimidate my pants right off. So Faith gets into the limo, not before proclaiming, I like black. Right. Because it turns out Faith also likes riding in limousines. But yeah. don't you fucking forget, her favorite color is black, because that's how God. Damned broody she is. so broody. God damn it. Lila, don't you see? It? <laughs> the angel is the only one for her because she's so fucking broody. <laughs> anyway, they get in the limo and they fuck off together. Cut to the
0: before times. Yay, old timey, wimey time again. <laughs> Darla coming home. I want to know how they have this home. Did they just steal the home or are they renting You know, there's so many fun things you could do if you're an old-timey vampire. You kill people,
1: you take all their assets, you change your fucking identities, (laughs) and it'd be so easy to do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, You could literally just, like, live anywhere. They were probably... You could be CEO of a company so fast. Yeah. You could own the planet. Oh, my God. I just came up with the best conspiracy
0: theory. (laughs) Saving that for a completely different podcast. (laughs) Anyway, Darla comes home to find Angelus cowering in the corner, mm-hmm. and he's been ensouled. That, yeah. that poor vampire. I wonder how much he paid the cobbler for that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually write it down, but he, I, like his, I like his line where he's like, you'd think with all the people I killed, I wouldn't remember every single one of them. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, man, that just fucking brutal, man. So Fucking brutal.
1: She's like, are we playing a game? Well, we're playing a game, aren't we? <laughs> nope. Angel, go <laughs> down the soul. <laughs> no,
0: she responds like he's got full-blown herpes. Yeah, worse than herpes. <laughs> Shit. He got
1: the herpaganosyphilates. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just say Darla is about as forgiving as a conservative whose kid just came out of the closet. Yeah. And it's like, oh,
0: you're a leper! Get the fuck out!
1: Get the fuck out! I don't care if you've been my, you know, lover for 150 fucking years. And uh, Angel is born. Yeah. He stumbles out into the cold and away, having his very first broody brood brood of a lifetime. Yeah. He's so fucking
0: broody. Not quite yet. He's not matured into his broodiness quite yet. Yeah, but it's his baby's first brood. Yeah, baby's first brood. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I okay, you saying that kind of makes this make sense. Number one thing that I kept feeling with this episode is like why the why are they having these flashbacks? They don't feel particularly relevant to the rest of the episode, but it kind of works out where it's like they in- they always do some
1: sort of tie-in with what's going on and the tie-in here is Faith is struggling with her humanity. And she thinks she's evil because she did some evil things. But she's not actually evil. Yeah. Spoiler alert. She's actually just having some really shitty angst and guilt problems. Yeah. Who is better to deal
0: with that than the I mean, master brooder himself? Exactly. Baby's first brood. That's what the <laughs> flashbacks are. And he's she's in her first brood. There you go. There's there the, it is. That works. Yeah. So... It took talking
1: about it for that to click for me. You're welcome. I do what I can. Back to Wolf and Ren Hart. Yes. Back to Wolf, the Ram, and the Hart. In Lindsay's office again? Lila, (laughs) Lindsay, and Lee just fucking realized as I was writing that down that they all have L names. Yeah, what's up with that? Lila, Lindsay, Lee. Lee, Lila, Lindsay. Lindsay,
0: Lee, Lila. La, Lin- la 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 la. Lindsay, la, 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 Lindsay Lee Lila. Lila rolls off the tongue better. I la, think. La
1: la 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 la. Wolfram and Hart. La la. <laughs> Lee Lila
0: Lindsay. Lee Lila Lindsay. What's Lila's last name? I don't fucking know. I need to look that up. Not only are they all L names, all their last names start with M's. Oh my God. Lila Morgan, Lee Mercer, and Lindsay McDowell. Wow. That's uh, not an Lindsay- accident. God damn it where's McDonald Lindsay McDonald so they're all all of their initials are lM LM how does that tie in with I, Wolf Ram Hart I don't know that there's no way that isn't on purpose that's gotta be that's gotta tie somewhere. No, that's absolutely
1: gotta be something we might have to Google that later no
0: no I if, I, it, if anybody out there knows the answer Please don't
1: send us any spoilers about it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't want to Google it or anything. I just want to state now, I think it, it's it got to be some sort of thing. Absolutely. And I want to hope that the the show itself will allow us to discover that. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, if you can give us any non-spoiler explanations, that's fine. But otherwise, just do us a favor and hush up about it. That's what, I mean, that's what keeps this podcast interesting.
0: If you know for a fact that there isn't anything that ties that to any important anything... Go ahead and tell us that.
1: Yeah. So we're in this office with Lila, Lindsay, and Lee. Yes. Uh, they've got Faith in there, and they're telling her all about her police record for murder, and they know she's a slayer, which the records fail to mention. And uh, did I mention there's absolutely no mincing of words when it comes to the sexual tension in this episode? <laughs> no.
0: Because <laughs> Lindsay says, I think if a service is rendered, we can get you off. <laughs>
1: You don't know how many men have promised me that.
0: <laughs> they're just not
1: even trying to hide it. Not even trying a little bit. This is just rife with double entendre. But yeah, they're like, hey, we want you to kill this dude. Even Lila's like, I'm certain you won't be disappointed in our performance, says she licks her right. lips. <laughs> no, she doesn't really lick her lips.
0: But you get the point. They're like, hey, we want you to kill this dude. His name's Angel. And she's like, Angel, I'll do, it. do it. Okay. And they're like, uh... Don't you want to know anything about the dude? Shut up, I'll kill you! (laughs) Which tells me, by the way, that they don't know enough about Angel. Yeah, they have not really done their research. Because if they knew anything about Angel and where he came from, they would know that he was in Sunnydale and that she's from Sunnydale. They would understand that there's a previous
1: relationship there. But Faith is a smart, smart girl. And she wants to know the brass tacks bottom line of this horse shit money money money
0: money what you got and then my favorite part of the scene though is lee everybody's favorite part lee steps up and he's like you know what it's time for me to big dick this situation (laughs) he swings it right
1: around (laughs) i want to make sure you understand that this firm is in no way connected to anything you do it's my ass on the line here I don't want you to make
0: me look bad. She grabs the back of his neck and just starts slamming his head on a table and goes, how do you look now? <laughs> Quit hitting yourself. <laughs> Quit hitting yourself. My favorite part, though, is it, cu- it the camera moves over to Lila and Lindsay and they're just like, eh, yeah, this is a thing that's happening. As Lindsay picks up the intercom, <laughs> Jesse, I think you better make it three for
1: dinner instead of four. And Lila's like, She shows initiative
0: and my holy shit fucks. (laughs) This is fucking brutal. I, I really hope that Lee never shows up again in the, in the show. Like, I don't know.
1: Holy shit. Kumquats on an eggplant (laughs) stuffed
0: with macaroni and cheese, Batman. (laughs) This shit is brutal. I only hope that Lee never shows up in the, in the show again and he's actually dead. You know, I'm really wondering about that now. I hope he shows back up in a neck brace with lots (laughs) of cuts and bruises, or like a fucking wheelchair or something. Or he's 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 bedridden for life. Yeah. (laughs) Like for fuck's sake, dude! You know she's the slayer and she's a psychopath murderer, and you're gonna fucking talk like that to her? Try and big dick her? Okay.
1: (laughs) well like they established he doesn't have very good people skills no
0: (laughs) on top of that he like how did he and lila track her obviously police reports he knows for a fact that she's been beating the shit out of people left and right since she got into la and that she's a super duperty loose cannon like oh because i'm a lawyer she's gonna respect me. They're filled with malignant narcissists. I guess. Imagine
1: when you think of people like Lee, just think to yourself what would Trump do? (laughs) And you'll probably come up with something like that. Yeah. I'm with Wolfram and Hart. Everybody should have a lawyer like this. Mr. Winters shall never be convicted of any crime. Ever. Should you continue to harass our client, you'll be forced to bring in the light of day. I want that stricken for
0: I'm told this all healthy for you. We got to a daytime scene I think it's like some sort of hotel lobby. That's what it feels like to me mm-hmm. Cordy is admitting to Angel and Wesley that they're not meeting someone about a demon case. they' it's a D case, but it's more of a divorce case <laughs> And Angel's like, well, we don't do divorce cases. And Cordy's going on about, like, but we need money. Money. And you know what? She's kind of not wrong. Oh, they do need money. Absolutely right. And she's always the voice
1: of reason in that regard. Leave it to Cordelia. Right. She's not wrong. She used to have <laughs> money, and now
0: she doesn't. She double understands the importance of money. Yeah. <clears> and <throat> as she's talking about how they need to plan better, and, and maybe, maybe they need to get a business loan. Someone here needs to get a business loan. And I love the cinematography of this scene.
1: Oh, God. Just over the shoulder, suddenly,
0: click, click, boom. We see a side profile of Faith over Angel's shoulder as she turns. Then the camera cuts to a top-down view as she takes aim at his back. Mm And she fires, and he quickly turns around and grabs the arrow. And she's like... I didn't write down her line. She's like, oh, that was fucking cool. That was so cool. <laughs> this is
1: going to be fun. And man, he I don't think if the crossbow hadn't made that little clicky noise, he might not have caught that. Right. But he did.
0: Slack jawed responses all around. Wesley goes, oh my God, faith. Angel says, I thought she was in a coma. Cordy responds, <laughs> pretty lively coma. <laughs> it was very nice. Very yes. nice. Oh, dude, the cinematography in this episode, though. Oh, my God.
1: And not just the cinematography, but the writing in general of, hey, we're having this inane conversation. And then your brain takes this moment to be like, wait, that's Faith standing behind Angel. Oh, shit. (laughs) And then by the
0: time it's too late, it's like, oh, shit, she's about to shoot him in the back, right in the heart. Ah." like At this moment... You're looking for the classic slow ramp up or something. Yeah. Like another scene where she's like trying to find him, but not immediately like, oh, we're going to pay you to kill Angel. And then immediately she's trying to kill Angel. It's the
1: first time ever where she didn't, where our villain didn't do some stupid villainy thing. Right. The best, fastest <laughs> way to kill him is just to catch him off guard real quick. And in the daytime. Yeah. Like, holy shit why the shit was he there in the daytime by the way <laughs> who knows <laughs> but it fucking oh it's great apparently it's he can so just fucking great flush himself down the <laughs> toilet whenever he needs to <laughs> you know it just happens but yeah no it, it was great and it made good oh like, <gasps> Mostly realistic sense in terms of strategy.
0: By the way, just because we did mention the writing here, I want to say this episode is written by Jim Koff. And this was the first episode for Buffy that he wrote. He's actually a film screenwriter. Ooh. And he wrote fucking National Treasure. Huh interesting i've never seen it really i know it's Nicolas cage yeah dude it's actually really fucking good okay the the sequels to it are awful but like don't get me wrong it is a kind of terrible movie but <laughs> it, it's over the fucking top every outlandish thing you can think of about like really Nicolas cage steals the declaration of independence <laughs> and it, it's like It's fantastic. It's a a very entertaining movie. I'll have to check it out. I really like Nicolas Cage, even in his bad shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Bad Nicolas Cage is just as entertaining as good Nicolas Cage. Arguably more. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to Angel Investigations. Yep, Angel gets off the phone with Giles. Yeah. Wesley is all sorts of upset that Giles, how dare he not tell me?
1: Blah, blah, blah. Why didn't Giles call me? One I'm sure he was busy. Yeah. S- second of all, yeah, no, but seriously, why didn't he inform any of them that Faith was awake and running amok? Yeah. That was seems like kind of a need-to-know thing. Did Giles even know that Wesley was with Angel, though? Probably not. Like, he hasn't been with Angel that long. But neither of them work for the Watcher's Council anymore. Yeah. It would make sense that they at least could still watch each other's backs.
0: Yeah. You know? And it does kind of make sense that... Giles really should have, like, somebody should have informed the circle of people around Faith that, hey, guys, Faith is alive and up and running around.
1: Yeah. And L.A.'s not that far away from Sunnydale. No. Or Santa Barbara or
0: Sunnyvale, or but it's mainly based on Santa Barbara. Yeah. In Giles' defense, um, if we recall, the last time that Faith was involved with Buffy, uh, she took over Buffy's body. And like, yeah, kind of fucked shit up a little bit. Yeah, that would be a handful. But yeah, Wesley's super miffed about it. And then Angel tells him that he wants them to research. And then there they need to go hide. Yeah, just fucking hide. Track it down and get the fuck out of the way. This woman is crazy and she wants to kill everyone. And you need to go hide because as what his point is. I don't need you in my way and being a victim that I have to fucking save you because I kind of have to watch my own ass. Not a terrible point.
1: Uh, Cordelia is completely fine with fuck off duty. And then they argue over helping versus killing Faith a little bit. Right. Uh, It's kind of, there's a line here that can be taken two different ways, I realize retroactively now. Angel... Uh, to Wesley plays the hey fuck face remember when you completely fucked up all our chances of helping faith
0: yeah plays
1: that card against Wesley which he had it coming
0: uh Wesley's like I thought we were a team and Angel's like we're not a team I'm your boss you go where I tell you and I tell you to lay low you sit down you shut the fuck up you roll over you beg you eat the treat when I tell you to. <laughs> and then Wesley says, seems you're taking this personally. Angel replies, well, you know, she tried to shoot my own personal back, that, so yeah. That is very personal. <laughs> and and then immediately Wesley, it clicks for Wesley. He's like, uh, did she do something with Buffy? Angel pauses and he says, no. Giles just said it was rough. Very rough. Yeah, like, obviously <laughs> that's why bit upset
1: (laughs) yeah you do not fuck with the Buffy no one fucks with the Buffy
0: except for the Angel and also Riley but yeah uh, Angel shoves it in Wesley's face that the last time he tried to help Faith Wesley fucked it all up just a wee bit. I like how he's like, and some British guy went and messed it all up and tried to kidnap her.
1: <laughs> Cordelia <laughs> tries to help out. She's like, well, just because some British guy, oh, you mean Wesley shit. <laughs> Never mind. Go on. Go on. <laughs> but no, I think the most relevant line here came out of Wesley and Angel. Wesley says, I'm sorry, but if you let emotion control you right now, one of you will certainly end up dead. And Angel responds, yeah, that's what the lady wants. And that sounded like to me at the time, Angel was completely fine with killing her if that's what needs to happen, because that's he made it sound like she wants a battle to the death, but probably where she wants Angel dead. And yeah. therefore, he's going to have to kill her. That's what this sounds like. But I think he saw the ending of this episode
0: coming a mile away. And I think so too. This means exactly the opposite. Yeah. With the flat like with the flashback, like you mentioned, there's a lot of duality going on between these two characters, yes, and that was a lot of the sequence of events around Angel trying to help her the first time was a lot of that same kind of duality mm-hmm. and they had they had a fucking conversation in the Goddamn mansion in Sunnydale when there was a, a stare down between Angel and faith that time of this same kind of conversation and angel. Basically saying, look, I know what it fucking feels like to go bad and to feel awful. I fucking know. Yeah. (laughs) And he fucking knows. And it it makes for a good twist.
1: What a twist. (laughs) And also, that always reminds me, I think we talked about this in probably the last, in probably that episode of Buffy, where Angel and Faith had their little run in. But there's always this quote that it makes me think of. Because while they were filming that scene, she had to kiss David Boreanaz and uh, his fang poked her in the tongue. And when they cut, she said, could he take his vampire teeth out? Because they just pierced my tongue. And then a uh, hush falls over the crowd and the director says, Um, Eliza, why are you using your tongue in the first place? <laughs> and she turns beet red Cause she didn't know that she was supposed to that she was not supposed to kiss him for real. Which that's a thing on film sets is you don't kiss with tongue. It's unprofessional. But you know what? I I wasn't hearing I, a no <laughs> from David Boreanis.
0: I wouldn't say no. I
1: wouldn't tell her to stop. <laughs> now this whole scene really was where I started to fucking love this episode. Because it made me realize, as I watched this scene, that more than just superficially, as in every episode prior to this, I noticed all of these characters are from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And this episode is really pulling on and pulling up all of their backstory to make this plot work.
0: And it's an absolutely epic payoff. The only thing I can think of that could equate to this is the first Avengers movie. Hmm. The first Avengers movie... In and of itself, if Marvel had just made that movie, it would not have worked. The only reason that fucking movie worked is because we had all the other fucking superhero movies that had all the fucking backstory in it. And it just made the Avengers movie just phenomenal.
1: Absolutely. You know, and I had only seen maybe a couple of the movies building into that, and it still felt amazing to me. No, because I'd only seen the Iron Man movies. I hadn't seen any of the And maybe yeah. the Hulk or something. Yeah. But no, for the first time here, having Wesley on instead of Doyle, it feels like it really means something. And it's not, hey, we had to real quick recast this guy. Yeah. Because it makes it feel more like an extension of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and not its own completely separate show. And that can be taken in a good and a bad way, but I don't fucking care. I still fucking love it. It was never not supposed to be an
0: extension of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right, but more importantly, if this were like a fucking Monster of the Week episode that they were getting all fucking bent out of shape about, it wouldn't feel as visceral. Yeah. this feels so deep and visceral, because we have seen the shit. We know what the fuck is going on, and we know that... Like, Wesley's worry about her being a psychotic is, like, a deep, true worry. Yeah. Like, seriously. And we were only just complaining about how there's no
1: overarching story. Yeah. And that's what this show is missing. And that's what we finally, like, some thirsty-ass poor fuckers in the desert dying of fucking dehydration,
0: finally get a little bit
1: of in this episode.
0: Not a little bit of. Like, all of it. Yeah. And it's just, like, the most amazingly luxurious fucking drink like, of water we've ever had in our we life. We found a
1: fucking waterfall in the middle of the desert. Yes. And it's amazing. So anyway, Angel's like, hey, everybody shut up and get to work! I'm the boss! I do, You do what I tell you! Exactly. A person needs certain designer things. You shouldn't be trying to eat my friend's brains. My friend's brains you're a vampire now cut to
0: Angel's bedroom or maybe yeah. his office office wherever no, his it's, cabinet it's. Is. it's it's in his apartment and it's a, it's a fake out he opens the fucking cabinet that has all his weapons and I was really excited for a moment I'm like oh gearing up montage yay weapons but no it's not a gearing up montage because oh. he, he opens the cupboards and he pauses and he closes them and he goes upstairs which he actually walks up the stairs rather than takes the elevator right and obviously there has to be more than one way
1: yeah in and out of there because they've used it multiple times but we've seen him come down the stairs before
0: yeah he's standing in his office office looking out the door into the outer office where faith is she's opening all the blinds you know if you don't want your vampire friend to attack you that's a good way to go about it she just wants to play with her food a little bit yeah yeah So apparently, nobody ever told her not to
1: do that, or somebody did tell her not to play with her food, and now she will forever be spitefully playing with her food till the day she dies.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Okay, maybe she's not planning
0: on eating Angel, but I stand by the (laughs) analogy. So, Faith tosses him a gun, and she's basically toying with him and testing, like, how committed he is to what's going on here. hmm And he immediately fires at her. Doesn't hesitate at all. But fires at her leg, but it's a blank. And she's like, oh, didn't even go for the kill shot and takes the gun back from him. Well, classic plunder. He throws it right back to her after one shot. Yeah. I'd have
1: emptied the fucking thing.
0: Right. But I think she knew beforehand that he wasn't going to try and kill her. And I think she was just testing that out. Yeah. But on the other hand, she don't mind. Right. Like she loves the game. She's pretty okay with whatever
1: outcome comes here. That's why she wants to get him into the game. Yeah. Yeah. But, you no, know, because Angel's all like, what's your game? And she's like, money. And also, Hoo-hoo-hoo! I'm just getting my jollies off. Oh, and because I hate you. You want some of this? Well, you can't have any unless you want some, in which case, shut up and come get you some. Get inside me right now. Come on, give me a hate fuck. Aw, oh, too slow. Bam, bam. Oh, by the way, they weren't all
0: blanks. (laughs) Bored now, I'm gonna jump out this window. Like, she obviously had come in through the door. She jumps out the window for the fucking hell of it. For the hell of it! (laughs) Dude, this bitch is all over the place. I did not
1: realize how fucking... Like, her neurons are just firing <laughs> so fucking rapidly and randomly. As Giles said over the phone, she is borderline psychotic. Yeah. And this really illustrates that. Soon as I tried to sum this up, I was like, my God, she's all over the place. And then she leaps out a
0: window. <laughs> yeah. Just because she can. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, everything she does, she's doing it, obviously, just because she can. Yeah.
1: Then Angel's like, ah, yes, crazy. Right. <laughs> Bitch shot me. She knows that it won't kill me. It just hurts. Andy just gave her the idea for wooden bullets. Well Right. Shit.
0: <laughs> I wonder if that would even work. You know, I'm not sure. It I'm could gonna be, have to research that. It could be done. Um I think. So back to Wolfram and Hart, where just the best. The best fucking little tidbit of a scene here. Angel is infiltrating the office. He's wearing a suit. He looks just as good in a suit as he does in his broody jacket. Yeah, the dude looks great in a suit. The man knows how to wear a suit. Oh, yeah, why wouldn't he? But he walks in pretending to be a lawyer. He has a fucking briefcase and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. I bet you there's snacks in that briefcase. Sets off zero alarms. Yeah. He better just have a package of blood
1: (laughs) in that briefcase. No, so another another lawyer or juice
0: boxes and crackers yeah to give to other lawyers yeah I think all lawyers just carry snacks in their briefcase <laughs> <laughs> but another lawyer sees him and so like there's this long really awkward pause and you're like oh shit is Angel busted and they're like no we're you were in the meeting hey <laughs> you we're in the Gruber
1: meeting <laughs> and- <laughs> yes yes The the Hans Gruber meeting. Yes, he was. Remember? And then like the first episode, he hucked that fucker out the window (laughs) like Hans fucking Gruber. Okay, maybe it wasn't the roof. Close enough. Uh, Fuck Angel Smooth. Dude, (laughs) he
0: completely rolls with this coked up ass clown. And it's fucking amazing. Oh, and this lawyer is definitely coked up because like... Angel's not playing it off that great. Yeah. But just enough to where, like, anytime the dude says something, he just agrees with him. Right? <laughs> it fucking works. Obviously, the lawyer is so full of himself, he's only listening to himself anyway. Seriously. <laughs> just, uh,
1: my favorite part was the absolute complete lack of concern on Angel's face
0: when that guy
1: <laughs> shouts at him. <laughs> he's right in front of the fucking security desk. Right. It's like, hey, You! We're in the Gruber meeting. And Angel's like, I'm either about to be caught or I'm about to pwn this bitch. And either way, I am ready. Yeah. That was the look <laughs> on his face.
0: <laughs> and he poned this bitch. Yeah, <laughs> Just fine. And he heads to the elevators, heads up to Lindsay's office to do some snooping. Waltz is right into Lindsay's office, does some light rifling. Yeah.
1: I swear to God, this is literally the exact same office set that they used in I Fall to Pieces for the doctor's office. It is identical. It might be. Yeah, just very different lighting. I would have to pull up a side-by-side. I don't even think it's that different a lighting. But I I might pull up a side-by-side for funsies after I hear myself say that while I'm editing. (laughs) And remind myself (laughs) to do that. Because I'm fairly certain they are,
0: you know, why waste a perfectly good office set? Right. So Lindsay actually comes on in and Angel's like, hey, it's a nice office. And Lindsay's like, you know, didn't you kill one of my clients once? And Angel's like, yeah, I threw him out a window. Very much like that window right there. Almost. <laughs> that like, is a great subtle threat. It was. Like an impressively subtle threat. Yeah. It's like, you know. And i do it again, see? <laughs> you watched me throw someone out a window. And you know what? It was a lot like that window right there. Maybe I'll throw you out a window. I haven't
1: done that in eighteen episodes. I'm really itching for it. Well, he's done a lot of window throwing. Yeah. Actually, he does a lot of window throwing in this episode. He leaps through windows himself too. Yeah. He, the man, loves windows, or doesn't love windows, depending or, on your perspective. Or he fucking hates them. Yeah. So Lindsay immediately proceeds to stonewall and gaslight. Yeah. Any accusations that Angel has against him, perfect villain fashion. Angel ain't having none of it, and uh, he wants to know where Faith is. That's his main line coming into this. I don't
0: know what the fuck you're talking about.
1: I don't know. Who's that? Lindsay makes vague legal action threats against Angel. (laughs) You can't sue someone that doesn't legally exist. Right. And you can't get blood out of a turnip. He doesn't have any money that we know of. (laughs) Yeah. Not to mention, he'd turn to dust in a day's time if they fucking arrested him. So really, your legal threats are just garbage
0: yeah. here
1: but then again that would effectively murder him and that's what all they want is him out of the way yeah it seems
0: apparently the whole fucking building is rigged with alarm systems both mechanical electrical and mystical and uh they knew the moment a vampire was on the premises and he's been tracked and oh look there's a security guard who gets his ass kicked really quickly <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy uh, He's just
1: doing his job. With a lazily bored look on his glazed, broody eyeballs, he disarms and apparently <laughs> knocks out this one inept security guard.
0: His glazed, broody eyeballs. <laughs>
1: it was, it was Somehow this guy was in the room with them. Right. Where, there must the, have been another door or where something. Where the fuck is Dr. Evil in this scene? Is he hiding in the bathroom? I don't know, but I got a quote of the day out of this scene when they're talking about Angel throwing the guy out the window says too bad the body burned up before it hit the ground i might have needed a good lawyer Lindsay responds i'm sorry we only handle a certain class of clientele angel <laughs> responds oh i'm sure i've killed enough people to qualify yeah <laughs> oh and yeah
0: oh damn <laughs> but yeah the, the security card gets his ass kicked and then you know angel just leaves and Lindsay says to him as he's walking out the door he's like you know just when I think I got you figured out, you show up in a suit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's your takeaway, Lindsay. That was that was one of mine, too.
1: <laughs> he just keeps surprising me. There's no telling what you're going to do next. He's like the Howard Stern of vampires. <laughs> so he's got a boner for Angel in a suit, too, and they mutually fuck off into their respective fuck-off lands.
0: So, there's still a place in this world for traditional research. Solitary
1: soldier such as myself recognizes that
0: a free exchange of intelligence benefits the common struggle. Also I brought in your mail and newspaper. And then we go to outside Cordelia's apartment where Wesley and her going over the police reports that they have found regarding very obviously Faith. Yeah, she's got an M.O. Cordy's like, well, how do you know that it was Faith? And apparently Wesley knows it was Faith because the unknown woman broke the cop's handcuffs and then beat him with them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably not too many people in the area capable of doing that. (laughs) But they're trying to get into uh, Cordelia's apartment, but the door keeps slamming itself shut, presumably because Dennis the ghost is jealous of... Cordelia having a man with her. And, you know, after the one that knocked her up with Demon Spooge, I can't scarcely blame him. No, But she reassures him it's just Wesley, and she's waiting for hell to freeze over before she has sex with Wesley. (laughs) And Wesley seems agreeable to this proposition. You know, they might need to warm each other up if hell manages to freeze over.
0: I I do want to take a moment to note that I'm actually really fucking happy that they are not playing with any romantic relationship between these two. Yeah. That would get old really fucking fast. They wasted that on Doyle. And that was almost getting old. Right. Like, had that not ended abruptly, I would have probably been very done with it by this point in the show.
1: Yeah, the problem with shipping characters is, what do you do after they're together? Yeah. It's like, oh boy, happily ever
0: after now. (laughs) That's awkward. That happened in two shows that I watched that involved joss whedon actors really yeah bones which had david boreanaz in it yeah and castle which had nathan fillion uh-huh and both shows had this fucking love interest thing between the two fucking male and female antagonists and they end up hooking up after a f- certain point and then the show got boring uh, yeah that's what happened in Frasier when niles finally hooked up with the housekeeper I have not seen enough of Frasier
1: to know anything about what you're talking about. It was horribly unsatisfying, and I was so excited for them up until they actually finally got together, and then it was really disappointing, and I don't understand why, and it bothers me.
0: Yeah. But anyway, they don't (laughs) do that, and thank Gord. But it turns out it wasn't jealousy that was making Dennis keep Cordy out of the apartment. It was her safety, because Faith is here. Oopsie doodle. Why isn't Dennis doing anything to fuck with Faith? Lock her in a closet or something. Like, throw chairs at her. Oh, yeah. He can fucking move shit around. Right, and she can't do anything to him that we know of off the top of Hell, our heads. The moment that Cordy and Wesley came into the room, maybe he should have been flicking the goddamn bedroom light on and off. Like, hey, look over here. Yeah, something. I don't know. Maybe he was panicking. <laughs> maybe. I don't. I don't know ghost psychology well enough. <laughs> But, yeah, Wesley, again, fucking attempts to talk Faith down. He's like, I believe deep down that you're not a bad person. <laughs> she elbows Cordelia in the face. Yeah, damn. And she's like, "How?
1: what do you think of me now? And then Wesley punches her in the face because he still
0: cares about Cordelia. Yeah. And then... Faith kicks him across the apartment. Faith fucking Kamehameha's Wesley across the fucking apartment. Her hair
1: turned bright blonde for a moment. You go over there now. (laughs) She telekinetically moved him across the room with her foot. Uh, You know, it's only fair after all. He got his hit. She got hers. There's There's
0: a lot of that exchange of punches thing in this episode. A little bit. You're not wrong. Cut to the before times. Old timey time. Where we see Angel encounter some people and they're obviously well dressed and they're like, oh, you're a beggar. Here, have some money. Tiny Tim Angel is all like,
1: I'm hungry. So some group of people, I don't know, they didn't seem particularly rich or hoity-toity. They were just people. They're fairly well-dressed. There's one
0: woman with a group of, like, three or four gentlemen. They
1: seemed marginally well-to-do, as old-timey people go, from my perspective, not being an old-timey person. yeah.
0: So Angel's like, no, I don't want your money. I want her. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. the guys that. The guys are like, oh, how about you, sir? And they start fighting, and Angel just kicks their asses in the alleyway. Yeah. And then he grabs the woman and...
1: Drags her into the I other love way. that they're screaming while they're kicking his ass. He's a monster, but Angel's also screaming, I'm a monster! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> He's like, You're not wrong. <laughs> this makes me feel bad. <laughs> I'm so broody. I don't understand what this feeling is deep inside.
0: Why am I so dark and sad? It
1: starts with a B and an R <laughs> and an O <Oodie>. D.
0: <laughs> 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 so yeah, he kicks their du- the dudes' asses and then he grabs the woman to drag her into the alley and bite her, and we cut away. Back to Cordy's apartment. Yeah, she seems
1: like she's simultaneously enjoying it and not enjoying it. Well, he is a handsome man. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's the most attention I've gotten in years, but it's literally killing me. (laughs) You, sir, are literally
0: going to be the death of me. (laughs) I dare say. So back to Cordy's apartment where Angel comes in and finds Cordy on the floor, just waking up from being unconscious. Man. Man. She had to have been out for a good while. Angel has
1: some serious sixth sense shit going on right? when it comes to Cordelia being in trouble at
0: her apartment. He like, really does. What was his clue in? I have no idea. There wasn't any. Maybe he was just being like, oh, you know, I should chuck up on Cordy and Wesley. I know I told them to lay low. But maybe if Faith is following me, I can lead her to them.
1: They certainly are laying awfully low. Mm. A little too low. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Oh, no. They are too low. She's on the floor. Oh,
1: dear. (laughs) And he runs in and he finds her just as she's waking up. Yeah. Apparently, Faith knocked her the fuck out. (laughs) And she rambles incoherently for a bit about shit that Faith said, like angels not being in the game or something. Yeah, and uh,
0: hey, where's Wesley? Oh, Wesley's gone. Not here. That's a problem. That's a bit of a problem. Just a little bit. Wee bit of a problem. Tiny of a problem.
1: Cut to Faith's lair or wherever the fuck she is. Uh, stolen apartment. St- yeah, stolen apartment of the dude from the beginning.
0: Oh, this scene, <laughs> how you, dude. How
1: do you steal an apartment? I don't
0: know, but she fucking managed it. Yeah, it gave me fucking chills, man. Yeah? It's a good scene. Eliza Dushku plays this bit so fucking good. Like, she seems to like torture a lot. The extreme chaos of faith is done so well, particularly in this scene and the following torture scene.
1: Starting with, hey, I'm going to lick my fingers and shove them
0: into your open wounds. Yeah. And call it motherly. I'm like, ah, that's how you get an infection. Right? She's sitting on Wesley's lap. He's obviously beaten to hell. And he's like starting to go unconscious. The fucking lines here. Come on. Now, now. Don't poop out on me. Damn it. Otherwise, this is all just going to get over too fast. And you'll be dead. And I'll be bored.
1: I'm like, there's some character motivation. Right? Very nice. We're still not getting the full
0: window into her soul. No, no. And she has the gag off Wesley and and he says, "I was your watcher, Faith. I know the real you." And I I love this because for a moment you're like, "Oh, oh, he's going to try and talk her down again." <laughs> it's like, I, "I know the real you and and even if you kill me, there's just one thing I want you to remember." "Oh, what's that, love?" "You are" A piece of shit. <laughs> like, holy fuck. That takes fucking good. Like, I am tied to a chair. She's beating the shit out of me. She's going to murder me any fucking moment now. Probably with torture. And I'm going to just get that nice little knife twist in. Yeah, might as well. Damn. He's pretty
1: done with her shit. <laughs> but, all right, not saving her anymore. I'm over it. <laughs> I've missed too many episodes of Friends in Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> you are a piece of shit. <laughs> Damn. Damn. And this is like TV swearing. So like she stuffs the
1: gag right back in his mouth just as he goes. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Yeah.
1: And uh, I pose only one question to you. What did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? <laughs>
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fucking Christ. laughs> I know that joke. Know.
1: Anyway, so uh,
0: <laughs> we got to get on with this. She's like,
1: she breaks a picture. She's <sighs> all pissed off now because she, yeah. boy, she was not expecting him to rile her up like that. No. Nope. And now she's like, okay, we're going with Sharp because she <laughs> yeah. listed off the like six mechanisms of torture. Yeah, Sharp was one of them.
0: Cut back to Cordelia's apartment. With looking over the police reports, they're able to sort of get an idea of where the fuck they could be. They're trying to, like, triangulate everything. And then Angel's like, well, what about the first guy? He had his wallet and keys taken, and he's still in the hospital. Where did he live? Oh, maybe that's where she's staying. I was so confused here. I was like, they
1: said they were going to go talk to that guy who got his shit waffle stomped in the beginning of the episode, at the hospital. And then Angel's like, oh, where does he live? And I'm like, don't you need to go talk to him at the hospital to find out where he lives?
0: Well, Well, apparently not. He deduces that if he had his wallet and keys taken, maybe that's where Faith is squatting. And like this show so
1: often does, he made a very correct logical leap to that, and it works out, but sometimes those logical leaps, I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll just accept it and move on. So this is how they figure out where Faith is. Fine.
0: I don't see Angel putting on tights. Oh, now I do, and it's really disturbing. Protecting young women such as yourself? Fine, oh, yeah, there's been uh, four, and three of them are very much alive cut to the outside of Faith's stolen apartment where she is sitting in the window with a bloody piece of glass Oh, the cinematography of this little bit here is fantastic as well all by myself except for the Brit tied to a chair shut up Carl I don't need backup singers (laughs)
1: Oh, look up that meme if you don't know what we're talking about.
0: (laughs) I love that I played into that and I didn't even pick up where you were going with it. (laughs) But it's a very dramatic moment. She's like looking at the blood. She has an odd expression on her face. It's obviously like some sort of level of troubled going on. Yeah, she's...
1: She drops the fucking glass out the window. She's kind of got this dead-eyed, unfulfilled look on her face. Yeah. Like, oh, torture just doesn't make me as happy as it used to. <laughs> and she continues to prattle on a bit at Wesley
0: while he's looking even more bedraggled and tired yeah. of her bullshit than ever. So she grabs an aerosol can and a lighter and she starts, you know, using it like a flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. Holy fucking insurance cost, Batman. (laughs) Because it is definitely Elijah Dushku with a lighter and aerosol can. Yeah, that was real shit. And she is fucking standing with this shit less than a foot away from Wesley's face. Yeah. That
1: shit is dangerous. He had a great fucking poker face on for
0: that. Yeah. Because that shit was real like they absolutely right off camera you know for a fact there's at least 10 people with fire extinguishers for fuck's sake (laughs) right (laughs) like you
1: could see the bits of spray that weren't igniting
0: coming out of that that was not special effects it is intense it is very (laughs) intense one of her lines here fucking cracked me up face it wesley you really were a jerk always walking around like you had some sort of great big steak rammed up your english channel <laughs> oh that was one of mine too a lot of really good quotes in this one. Oh,
1: there's too many man there's but, too fucking many to I, write i know right but overall she's like blah 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 is it fate it's not your fault except for the part where it is your fault that i'm a bad influence you know you really were a douche and it's like, let me elaborate on just how
0: fucking crazy I am.
1: Yeah. And she's practically shoving her boobs in his face while she's doing this makeshift torch with some hairspray.
0: Oh, And it's God. like, didn't
1: you always have the hots for me? Uh, well, <laughs> I think someone's just a fucking histrionic and needs lots of aggressive sexual attention here.
0: But, uh, uh, you know, therapy. I think is what she needs. But
1: also yes, we all have the fucking hots for you Faith. Like yeah. no, literally everyone. So
0: just stop already. <laughs> okay, no, don't stop. Please don't. Stop. We're enjoying this.
1: Don't. Stop. <laughs> don't stop. So Angel's thirsty for some Kool-Aid and he fucking knows where to get it cuz he busts down the door right already does. Oh yeah, who's ready for some checkers? <laughs> some checkers cuz He's in the game now.
0: Oh! Ah. 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 <laughs> How about some par cheesy?
1: <laughs> I haven't played the game of life in Yaz.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Angel, but you can't play life anymore cuz you're dead. Oh, <laughs> there's no vampire card. I'm sorry.
1: that's that's like the episode of ted who wants to
0: play part (laughs) cheesy that's great and then immediately i think oh it's time to fight but no there's not a fight there's a flashback well there's a
1: commercial break and then we cut back to old timey time
0: apparently angel in fact did not kill this woman he can't do it he says he can't do it and he runs away having a little bit of performance anxiety and she has just a wee bit, a little of a nick on her neck. He didn't even really bite in. It's
1: very similar to that time when Spike had performance anxiety yeah. with Willow, except they used up all of their sex jokes in other parts of the episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so <laughs> he does a lot of stumbling this episode, stumbling out of the alleyway, muttering, Oh, I can't. Oh, no. And... The lady that he tried to eat is feeling all dejected because he couldn't finish her off. Giggity. And he broods off into the <sighs> distance. There, I made the sex jokes for <laughs> there you. There
0: you go. Why go. are you always going to take
1: it <laughs> to the dirty place, Rex? I didn't. You did.
0: Oh, you're right. <laughs> I forgot. Anyway, back to the stolen apartment. It's the final countdown. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. It's so fucking good. Josh, this is the fucking fight scene that Ooh. I've been waiting for. It's pretty decent. Oh, my God. So she's holding a knife to Wesley's throat.
1: And this is easily the most relevant dialogue in the entire episode, just before our big old yeah uh, googly fight scene that Rex is having a big old boner about right now.
0: <sighs> and <laughs> So we cut to Faith in the, the stolen apartment. She's got a knife to Wesley's throat, and she goes... Okay, you showed, but how do I know you're really in this? I mean, if I kill him, would that help or just be really funny? (laughs) You don't think I know what you're after?
1: I do. And this line right here calls back to the scene earlier where him and Wesley were talking Yeah, And it sounded like he was just willing to kill Faith if he had to. So that's why um, I wanted to do a whole reading of this whole scene and kind of break it down as we go. But go on with the next Faith line. Uh, Faith
0: says, you, I have to kill. Wesley is just for the hell of it. This isn't about Wesley. This is about you and me. No, baby. He's
1: payback. For what? I thought you were happy with the way you are. By the way, you never told me how much I'm worth dusted just out of curiosity. <laughs> 15,000 plus expenses. You're kidding. <laughs> Stop right there for a moment. <laughs> Holy fucking undercut, Batman. Right? You hired a fucking slayer. Yeah, you could have easily squeezed them for a couple million, honey. You know they can fucking afford it and have probably lost more than that due to Angel's interference.
0: How is the baseline not a hundred thou? Seriously. Even sure. Okay, even with 2000 money. Regardless of the fa- of the supernatural aspect
1: of her being a slayer here. This is a fucking a hit contract. Yeah. That should yeah.
0: more than 15 grand, I <laughs> bet you. But Angel's like obviously as you said, he's like you're kidding. And his whole tone is just like really you got. That was it. Ripped off. <laughs> but Faith says, "Hey, I'm young. Willing to work my way up. <laughs> you feel young,
1: do you, Faith? You're looking pretty worn out to me.
0: Oh! oh damn!
1: Simultaneously, a razor sharp zinger
0: and a pretty accurate, insightful observation here. Right? Yeah, and she is looking pretty uh, strung out. It's- Strong out, yeah. Yeah.
1: Definitely. It's like she's not okay. She she's been going full bore for
0: months now, and you can fucking tell.
1: Okay, people don't act like this.
0: <laughs> You're no, not no, okay. No. Yep. And then they fight. And oh my god, the fight. Oh, yes. pretty, good. pretty good. The very first thing that they did with this fight that is just so fucking good. Is they used uh, ratchets. Hmm. Ratchets are these harness things that you hook up to a stuntman and it whips them in a direction really fast. Mm. They retract really fast. So that's how they get the effect of like some throwing someone across the room. Yeah. And they fucking timed everything perfectly. They fuck up this apartment like you wouldn't believe. Fucking throwing each other into walls and ceilings and shit. It's... A superhero fucking fight like we haven't seen in a while. It's a pretty decent, a good, show long down. while, definitely. But also, Elijah Dushku's stunt woman is really fucking good, like really fucking good, and it shows. Just ah, uh, is one of the best fucking fights, choreographed, cinematography, the whole bit. It's very obvious that these fuckers knew what the hell they were doing. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Highly recommend just like, even if you don't want to watch the whole show, just watch this episode. I really appreciated that there was so
1: much glass on the floor and they were doing a lot of sliding on the floor. Yeah. Like that really added to the scene for me. There's so much debris and like, okay, it didn't look like it would have hurt that much when the fucking coffee table got like fucking demolished, but it was still neat to just the chaos of it just
0: exploding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In oh. between these two extraordinarily powerful oh. characters. We so rarely get a fight in this show that shows off the fact that they're supernatural beings, for fuck's sake. Right. Like, how many times does does Angel fight fucking demons and everything, and it's just like, oh, look, they're punching each other. Yeah. And it's like, no, they can fucking throw people through buildings and shit. Yeah. And they fucking do that here. And it's so fucking good. But also, Angel hasn't fucking fought anything as ridiculously overpowered as a goddamn Slayer yeah. in a while. It's been a minute. and Oh, I missed it, man. And
1: still, even though she's at an actual even match for him, maybe sort of, kind of, we're no, not really she's sure.
0: Like, she, no, she is above his pay grade in fights. Like, think about it. The The vampire slayer is designed to be able to take out many vampires at a time.
1: Well, one or both of them is definitely holding back is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Because she, as we find out here in a moment, wants to die. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's, I guess my question here is who's holding back? Is he holding back? Is he doing the same thing he was in the fight ring where he was like just defending Ugh. himself, but he's never going to... He never plans on making a lethal blow? Or is she holding back
0: because she wants to be killed? It's not noticeable yet. But the moment when they go out the window. Mm-hmm. So Angel Angel grabs a hold of her and throws them out the window. Yeah. Like himself and her defenestration. Yes. They land in the fucking alley and the the fight continues. But that's the moment where there's a turn in the tone of the fight. A little bit. This is when it becomes obvious that Faith is fighting Angel, but he's, but she's really just trying to get him to fight back. Yeah. And he isn't really giving it his all. He's just on the defensive mostly. It's obvious that he's really just trying to let her punch herself out. Like she needs to wear herself out so that he can talk to her more. I guess that's what his line of reasoning is.
1: Well, he has no intention of killing her ever at any point. Right. But I think she also was thinking of him as the final boss fight. That's why she didn't want it to be over too quickly. And she wanted it to be a game. Yeah. Because she doesn't really want to die, but she's still setting herself up. But she starts saying shit like, you don't know what evil is. I'm bad. Fight back. So meanwhile, up in the apartment, Wesley is escaping from yep. his chair that he's tied to, grabs a knife, and he's on, and he's on his way down to cut a bitch. Yeah. And, okay, first of all, I think Angel might have an idea of what evil is. Right. (laughs) And I think that was the other point of the old-timey cutbacks in this episode. But Wesley finds Angel and Faith hugging it out, where she just tuckered herself out and went from... Punching him to slowly beating on his chest in that I'm upset way and not an I'm actually yep. trying to hurt you way. Well,
0: it it's obvious by this point, the way that she is constantly repeating that she is bad and evil, it's very much like you said, she doesn't want to die. Yeah. But she doesn't fucking understand how to actually go on living anymore. She, she's having trouble coping. Yeah, she's got some
1: serious... Guilt issues. And I think at this point is where she realizes, because, you know, Angel kind of flat out tells her, I know what you want and I'm not going to do it. She realizes shit. Her end game plan isn't going to work. Yep. And she just doesn't know what the fuck else to do. And that's what causes
0: her emotional breakdown. The last bit of this entire episode is a a pull out from the camera and... uh, A crane shot upward. Wesley's standing there, he tosses the knife away. Angel and Faith go to the ground as Faith just has a complete, total fucking breakdown and cut to credits. Ger-arg. Ger-fucking-arg, man. Holy fucking goddamn shit, Ger-fucking-arg. Like, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Give, 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 give me more. Nice. I shall give walk in Hold on. You've got something
1: here. Tell us how you really felt about the episode, Rex. This
0: fucking episode blew my goddamn mind. It blew his mind, everyone. Uh, There is true deep magic in this episode. There, oh, yes. Like, deep, deep magic. Like, subtle storytelling on a level that, honestly, we haven't seen the whole fucking season. Yeah, my god, when Wesley
1: dropped his knife, the slight slow-mo and the boom boom, of the knife hitting oh. the ground. And I'm just <laughs> that, like, it was already kind of starting to sink in how emotional this moment was with Faith and Angel. But when Wesley went from, I'm going to fucking kill this bitch that just kidnapped me and tortured me. And he realizes, oh, shit, she is still savable. And I was just a douche all along. He's got Uh so much baggage about this, too. And that's something that
0: never could have hit as hard with Doyle. Nope. Nope. This episode literally could only work with these specific fucking characters. It is fucking mind-blowing. And Jim Koff wrote three whole episodes for this show, two that we will get later, and oh my god, I cannot wait for them. Wait, he doesn't write the... No, he wrote
1: this episode, and he wrote two others after this. But he, so he doesn't write the episode
0: coming immediately after this one. I, I don't this know. This is a two-parter. I didn't, I didn't fucking look into it deeper. I didn't look at what ep- I just know that he wrote three episodes for Angel. Okay. I don't know if he wrote wrote number nineteen. Okay. I'm, I have to fucking look it up now. Look it up right now,
1: because it would make perfect sense that he had he would have had to have written the immediate
0: second part of this episode. It's all one episode basically. No, he does not write the following episode. Weird. The following episode is written by Joss Whedon, actually. Oh, well, okay. I was like, man, how are they going to make that work then? Well, that's how. Yeah. But, like, the fucking, the setup of this episode, man, the the fucking writing was so ridiculously spot on. And I was kind of surprised that it wasn't Joss that wrote this, actually. Yeah. So it was directed by the same fucking person who wrote Lonely Heart, Sense and Sensitivity, and Parting Gifts. Which were all really well di- directed as well. Okay. Um, Parting Gifts. It's the one where Doyle dies. Yeah. So. Or no, that's the one after Doyle dies. Yeah. When Cordy realizes she has she ha- visions. She has visions, yeah. But, dude, the guy who directed it, James Contier, Con- Contier. How do you spell it? C-O-N-T-N-E-R. Contineer. Yeah, uh, my close mouth, enough. That's hard for my mouth. Con- yeah, well, when you put two um, consonants together like that. But yeah, he, re- he also directed a fuck ton of other Buffy episodes as well, including... He also directed the fucking episode that brings Faith into Buffy. The premier Faith episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He oh. also directed it. Oh, nice. Yeah. They had a fucking stellar goddamn crew for this shit, man. And it shows. Oh, it shows. Uh Yeah, no, this episode (laughs)
1: was—it was was just such a stellar ending because as it's moving along, it's jaunty, it's deliciously evil. We get to see more backstory on Angel in the meantime, and almost nothing of this episode feels like filler. They're setting up. No,
0: no, they're setting up
1: Wolfram and Hart for. we actually have like a solid cast of Wolfram and Hart characters that are coming together. Now that we're seeing work as a team really for the first time, we're seeing them directly interact with angel and chase him around. Um, And then it all culminates to this ending that hits us really hard because it changes tone so fucking fast. And it's suddenly extremely easy to relate to faith and have yeah. pity for her again. It was like so easy to hate love her the whole time. It's like, yeah. "Ha, she's such a badass bitch, but god, she's kind of evil." Um yeah. and then it turns out no, she's just so good that her guilt over the murder of an innocent man while she was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer drove her to attempting suicide by angstiness. <laughs> and that is a much more homeward bound point that a lot of us can have sympathy yeah. for, because we all know people that are struggling with depression and, worst case scenario, suicidal tendencies.
0: No, more and more to the point, we finally have a fucking realistic big bad Wolferman Hart. Like oh, the, okay, the, yeah, not faith. Yeah, no, not faith. Wolferman Hart. Like, they finally feel like they're stepping up to be the big bad of the season. Yeah, fucking took long and enough. Yeah, right? We have five episodes left? Four episodes left? Something like that. Yeah, and four. Yeah, four fucking episodes left. We finally feel like a, a big bad. Like, Jesus. I honestly can't fucking wait till the next episode, dude. Like It's going to be it, glorious. Don't get me wrong. Season one of Angel is better than season one of Buffy. But... i don't think that this show has been actually truly good till
1: this fucking moment it definitely takes them a while to get their sea legs and this is the moment where it happens and we've had people telling us this the whole time thank you geraint yeah and he even sent me a little video where joss whedon himself says that he's like yeah you know we were playing around with angel a lot but we really didn't figure it out until episode 18 Yep. And here it is. You're
0: welcome. So yeah, I loved this episode. You loved this episode. Duh. What's your quote of the day? Good fucking luck picking one. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many goddamn options. Dude, we covered half, maybe, of all the good fucking lines in this episode. There were at least four scenes I can think of off the top of my head where I'm just like, I can't write the whole fucking thing. I'm going to go with Faith's line-
1: Face it, Wesley, you really were a jerk. <laughs> Always walking around as if you had some great big steak rammed up your English channel. <laughs> That's just clever. Yeah. And also, she wasn't entirely wrong. He really did have a great big stick up his ass. Oh, yeah. Before he joined the angel team. He was just there for us to hate. And now they're finally fleshing him out into a 3D character. But
0: yeah, what's your quote of the day, Rex? God, there's so fucking many, and there's several that I really wanted to pick for just the hilarity of it, like, honorable mention to the scowly face. Yeah. Um, But I gotta say, my quote of the day has to be Wesley calling her a piece of shit, and the lead up to that. <laughs> the, I was your watcher, Faith, I know the real you, and even if you kill me, there's just one thing i want you to remember and like it all works because i was fucking expecting i forgive you or something to that effect subversion and no it's like you are a piece of shit (laughs) it's just she finally fucking
1: broke him and i think it broke her at the same time right she finally got him to stop singing her praises and it it fucked with her he got to her when he did that yeah And uh, I want to give an honorable mention to Lindsay and Angel. I'm sorry. We only handle a certain (laughs) class of clientele. Oh, I'm sure I've killed enough people to qualify.
0: Right. (laughs) I I also almost picked. It was about the size of that window right there. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a subtle veiled threat. Right. It's also blatantly obvious. It's so good. I feel bad because Jim Coff also wrote some really bad movies. (laughs) He has a really long list and like half the fucking movies that he wrote, I'd never even heard of. National Treasures on there, but Snow Dogs is on there. Did you ever see Snow Dogs? (laughs) No, I didn't need to. It was such a fucking awful movie. Didn't need to to know how terrible it is. But like, it's kind of amazing that the writing of this episode is fucking perfect. And this is the dude who wrote Snow Dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you just got to pay the bills, you know? (laughs) Right. Maybe he had a kid to put through college. (laughs) Seriously. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Well,
1: why don't we go Uh, ahead and wrap it up? Cool? Yeah. Yeah. This has been another episode of Ale with Angel, guys. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook, review us on iTunes. If you want to buy some of our stuff, you can head on over to store.beerwithbuffy.com. Or if you just want to help us out financially, keep the lights on, buy us a beer, head on over to patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. If you ever have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail or a text at 269-743-0783. Big ol' thank you, as always, to J.J. Treadway for all of our opening and transitional music. This has been Ale with
0: Angel. I'm Josh. And I'm Rex. Have a good night. (laughs) I just realized this all started with a go joke. I'll give you a you problem. (laughs) (laughs) i make allowances for your years, but I expect a certain amount of responsibility, and instead of which you would enslave yourself to this, this cult... You don't like the color? You have a sacred birthright. You were chosen to destroy vampires, not to wave pom-poms at people. Why can't you people just leave me alone? <gasps> Here, Wolf. Thank you by. Suck you by. Everything you've ever dreaded was under your bed, but told yourself couldn't be by the light of day. One gallon all the world. One gallon all the world. was a bit, um, British, wasn't it? Whee! Wait, what have we done? Wh- why are we watching this? <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs>